Good morning and welcome to Analytical Concepts. So, let's get right into it. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, last week, excuse me as I take a sip of this water. I was going to get some lemonade, that cool refreshing drink, but a little too much sugar for me this early in the morning. It's not too early, but it's, you know, it's still in that midway, that midway mark. And by the way, it's election day. Get out there, hit the polls. Uh, it's not just about mayor or the governor. It's for everything here in the state of Rhode Island. But anyway, <clears throat> in your local wards, in your districts. So um, last week, Everybody was having a say about the Queen. Now, me personally, <clears throat> I don't celebrate the death of anybody. But I do celebrate the death of what they represented. So, everybody, and I mean, and this is the thing that gets me, right? So, we got people of color who, uh, God for good gravy, was posting they were posting things on their page and whatever you post on instagram facebook twitter reddit whatever whatever platform that you decide that you want to use <clears throat> but you're celebrating someone who benefited from the misery and despair of others you look and see what Queen Elizabeth II inherited from Queen Elizabeth I. She inherited an empire that was built off of stolen goods, murder, rape, torture, imprisonment, colonialism, slavery. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I had to ruffle the feathers of a lot of, a lot of you. And by the way, <clears throat> I do have a microphone, and I will offend you today. <laughs> so, I guess because of a title, we're all supposed to bow down. But I want you to pay attention, my dear melanated people. You see the way she treated Meghan Markle and the prince's child. Like, who is this half-breed child? Oh, you done fucked up the bloodline, grandson. But see, he understood the mission. Because I want you to take a look at Princess Diana and Prince Charles. Now he's the king. Oh, God. Well, anyway. Yeah, that was an arranged marriage. And, you know, I don't think she personally wanted to sleep with the dude, but she had to do what she was contractually obligated to. And, you know, give him some airs. So, you know, she laid down, let him lay the pipe. But, you know, we know how the rest of the story goes. But allow me to get back on track. So... My dear people, you want to send out condolences to a woman that doesn't and didn't give a fuck about you, showed you how much your ancestors were worth. Her ancestors showed everybody what the fuck was up. Yeah, that transatlantic slave trade. Think about how many people are, well, dead long gone and their remains have been eaten. Think about how many people were pushed overboard because one person that was shackled to ten others, maybe eight others, got sick. They didn't say, well, look, we'll cut this part of the chain off and, hey, you gotta go. No, 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 no. Send the whole lot over. Six million people from Africa, in fact, were taken during the slave trade. And that transatlantic slave trade was a bitch. So, 
well, you know, that whole empire was built on slavery and colonialism and being as corrupt as one could be. Now you say, how does that affect black Americans? Well, think about this as I take a sip of this water again. Gotta stay hydrated. <clears throat> how does it affect us? Well, you think about it, right? If there were slaves here in America, and I'm even not just talking about down south, I'm talking about up here in the north too. Because they were indentured servants. And best believe the raping still continued. Best believe the bucking continued. It wasn't on full display. But it happened in their private quarters. Then it was like, well, here's a book. I need you to read this. But I need you to be my educated yet sexual partner and your wife will bore my children and you sir will raise this child as your own and you think about the people that were here that created the 13 colonies where did they come from oh yes jolly old england yeah mm-hmm where did, where's the queen come from where's her oh yeah 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 england so she stole the crown jewels all from different parts of Africa. But yet, you all are sitting there, still posting on your timelines. Rest in peace. But I bet you, I bet you, none of you were uh, invited to the Jubilee, which was the first of its kind. House niggas, were you invited? Were you? Or were you treated like the field nigger? Nothing more than a tool to be used to keep their empire and this and this crumbling, falling empire, the empire which we call the United States. <laughs> Think about that. Everybody wants to mourn, but why keep up that same energy? I mean, because the same people say rest in peace are the same ones who kind of felt like Breonna Taylor deserved it. Uh, felt like uh, Sandra Bland should have just kept her mouth shut. Same ones who found out it wasn't Rosa Parks that really got, uh, they made a stink about being on the bus. It was a 15-year-old girl. Uh, what else? Hmm. But the energy that you should have for your own people isn't there but some some woman who raped robbed pillaged and enslaved and still got people doing shit in africa and other countries y'all mourn that shit unfucking believable but anyway <clears throat> i'm not gonna stay on that one because it's just oof, ugh, a headache oh, anyway <laughs> So, in other news, <laughs> let's see what else we have here. Because, you know, I could easily, oh, I, I could easily go to my favorite place. No, it's not really my favorite place, but it does provide a lot of information. Um, but I just want to know, honestly, because I, um, I did a live podcast about mental health. Um I want to know how everybody's doing out there. I want to know if everybody's okay. I want to know if everyone's doing well mentally, physically, spiritually. Everybody all right. Because a lot of us don't pick up the phone because we have a, you know, we have this thing called egos. And our egos won't allow us to pick up the phone and go check on someone that we know is having mental health issues or just a, you know, they're prone to have a breakdown. Or they hide their shit really well. So, I will say, pick up the phone and call your friends and make sure they're good. Because it's always the ones that make sure everybody else is good are the ones who normally suffer the most. So, if you got a homeboy who you know always looks out for everybody, pick up the phone and say, hey, bruh, 
is this what you know my man what can i do for you what is this like let me help you out let me help you out and if they're feeling a certain way say and they say i need to talk listen to them what's funny is going back to the queen real quick there's a gentleman by the name of julius malima and uh, he says we won't we we uh, we don't mourn the queen. She was a colonizer wearing stolen goods. Now he's calling out all the queen worship. We have nothing to do with the queen. When the queen died, millions of people around the world rejoiced. Her survivors, relatives, and her and of her victims, and people aligned with oppressed and colonized people were able to say a prayer of thanks as. The head of an oppressive and wicked empire departed from this life. And why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't we? Elizabeth was the head of Britain when the system of apartheid in South Africa was rolled out. When the concentration camps filled with gruesome torture in Kenya were implemented, victimizing over one million people. Listen to that, one million. When the assassination of Prince Lumbamba was carried out during the attack on Iraq over false claims leading to the deaths of over one million. And on and on and on. And in every one of these, she had the power to stop the suffering and did nothing. Throughout her reign, Britain continued to exploit Africa, continued to hold on to the stolen goods and resources and refused to pay reparations. She sat atop an evil empire and did nothing to help its victims. So why shouldn't people rejoice? Also, he forgot, he left out one thing, too. As of 2015, Britain paid all their, they paid up reparations to all the slave owners. Are you still going to sit there and do that queen worshiping? I just want to know. But, um, I do want to talk about the, uh, the uh, algorithm that has been um, <clears throat> that is talked about on TikTok. Now you do realize who runs TikTok. You know what country actually runs this? China. Now, if you go to China and you look at TikTok over there, it's filled with empowerment. It's filled with talking about you know being educated, being world leaders, being wealthy, being successful businessmen. Here in America, it's filled with fuckery. Big asses, fat fat asses, big titties, foot pages, pussy pages, girls with butt plugs in their ass. We can go on down the line of all the shit that we see. Cats running around. You know, we that that's what happens. That's, that's the shit that happens. That's exactly what happens here in America. Other countries are busy building up their youth they're continuing to grow their infrastructures while america does not do this we got more people on instagram scamming looking to find ways to get into hacking to your bank account you know we spend more time being assholes and being jerks to one another when we should be sitting there uplifting one another. As I said, I did speak on mental health. This is a big part of the men of mental health is the fact that we see the everyday shit. We see it and it affects us mentally. You know, remember there was a time when people were being, people were basically living hostages, meaning that they were stuck in their homes like Beirut. Remember that shit? To those of you do that, that do remember. America is getting like that. In fact, you look at Illinois. They're damn near ready to start doing the purge. Now, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Movies are telling you what's to come. You look at the Senate, look at those, uh, those, those hearings where they're talking about in case of an, uh, of a, of an event. Hold on, I'll save that thought because we're 
at that 15 minute mark. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started because if it's free, it's me. And if it's free, it should be for you too. So anyway, as I was saying, you know, these Senate hearings or, you know, they're addressing stuff on the floor. And you and they're talking about in case of an extinct level event. ELEs, right? And one of the things that they said, you know, is uh, airborne skin, you know, uh, skin eating disease or virus. Um, Skin-eating bacteria, you know, biological warfare, uh, irradiated materials. And the one that stands out to me is beings of enormous size and otherworldly strength. Well, I want you to know where they print and where when the shit hits the fan, the first place that will be hit. Yes, it won't. If it's not nuclear, they're definitely going to do some shit within the within the urban sprawl. So, you know, this is the shit that you really need to pay attention to because while everybody's doing the queen worship and they're still doing fucking funky ass shit. Now, I, I, I got something interesting to say. You know, the FBI and, you know, they're still going after Trump, right? But check Ivana's uh, casket because I think those documents are hidden somewhere. I think you might want to exhume the body. Sounds a little fucked up, but hey. I'm just saying. I don't say these things for shock value. I say these things because I need you all to think outside of the box that you've been placed in. A lot of you think you're you're outside the box, but your thought process is that of a person inside the box. Because you don't know how to think objectively. You don't know how to think for yourself anyway. See, you can read something, right? And some folks can read something like, yo, I, I, you know, they start thinking and like, damn, this is where it's going to go. I can see it going this way. I could be wrong, but I can still see it going close to that direction. Just enough to make shit difficult for us to live. This comes back down to what I said about mental health. It's affecting us mentally. Because we, we wake up and we feel like, damn. No matter how hard I work, I still will be looked upon as less than. I'll still be looked upon as a nigger, a slave, not a man, not a woman, or a boy or a girl. We have way too many. And I repeat, way too many issues going on within our own our own living spaces to worry about some woman who was a fucking colonizer. But you know how if you ever watched the live, you know how we we pretty much tackle a couple of topics. But one thing I did talk about on mic on the mic. <clears throat> Yesterday morning was uh, the state of education. Now, the thing is, when it comes to education, school departments want diversity. So, the issue, the issue will continue to be is that, yes, you can have diversity, but you can't get upset when the teachers look at the curriculum and realize this does not benefit the kids this curriculum is still old and antiquated and now with all the sensitivity you can't tell them the actual truth about slavery but the kids are smart enough to understand that you know I know what they're doing they want us to think that white is right and the Jewish way is the only way. Say what you must about what I'm going to say. But if you take the time to sit down and talk with me personally, 
you may you may walk away with a different perspective. But do me the favor. Don't apologize for your ancestors because they raised you. All the actually all the lessons that you have is has been passed down from generation to generation. So don't come at me or others with I'm sorry for what my people have done. But all the while, you call us niggas behind our backs, but but look at us as a fetish. And you know it. And I ain't talking about a foot fetish or a heel fetish or a big dick fetish. Well, that's the thing for some of y'all. Because, you know, it's, ooh, Jesus, poke me with that big spare. Yeah, I said the shit. And, you know, and then the other, the other half is, well, she, has, she does have an ample backside. And I heard the animals in the bedroom. You don't think that fucks with us mentally? You objectify us. Just say. But um, the state of education is what it is. Like I said, because the teachers, these they're younger, so they're understanding where a lot of these kids are coming from because they're coming they just came from that place they just came from seeing mom grandma or mom and dad brother sister aunts uncles cousins nieces and nephews extended family go through the same some of these same struggles that these kids are going through <coughs> excuse me so their approach is different. Their approach is I'll teach you about the, I'll teach you the curriculum, but then well, I'm going to teach you about life. I'm going to talk about your attitudes and why you're going to struggle in life if you don't change them. And when kids go home and mom, Mister Such and Such, Miss Such and Such, I was a loser. Knowing that they didn't call you a loser, they were telling you that if you don't straighten up and fly right, you will be a loser. And when you ask for diversity, because the parents are the ones, we need more teachers that look like my children. Okay. And the moment that you get those said teachers and they, and they start to do something that you didn't do, parents, and that is hold your kid accountable for his and her actions, making them responsible for how they carry and conduct themselves outside of the home. And I realize why the kids are the way they are is because direct, it's a direct and derivative it's residual. It's a residual effect of the way they have been brought up. That's that's the that's the God's honest truth. So I've seen good teachers move on to something better, or the ones who still fighting the good fight. In the trenches, really hold, trying to hold it down and let these kids know, I'm not leaving you. Because they understand the game. And a lot of teachers don't want to teach what, what the curriculum's telling them. But they realize the DOJ has to, they come in and monitor professional development days. Especially when we were online. Or they come into the school and want to walk around and see what's going on and talk about the curriculum. Why do we need a, the Department of Justice? Now, I understand that you, it's, it's a child's right to an education. But when it's their right to an education, teachers need to know how to break a lesson down for those who don't understand. The whole educational system is flawed. It needs to be blown up. And it really needs to, and you got to start from scratch, just like the judicial system. When you start seeing kids saying, I don't want to come to school. And you ask them, what is the real deal? Like, why, why don't you want to be here? I'm like, is it your friends that, that brings you here? And some of them are like, yeah, because my, my boys are here. Uh, you know, I, I know I can eat. And most importantly, um, I, I'm just bored. So that's when you start looking at it from a perspective of a parent. And having been there as a parent before, listening to... My children say, I'm bored with school because they're not teaching me 
life lessons. They're not teaching me how to, when we're in school, stuff that I should learn, you know. And it, But it also comes down to, as a parent, having to do your job and sit your kids down and explain to them about money marketing. And some of us are ignorant, or not even ignorant, but just, well, we're ignorant to it because we don't believe in it because we were never taught that. What we were taught was go to work, go to school, get a degree, and get a job. And while you work that job, save what you can. Throw it in the bank. Not realizing that that interest that they charge you on your money is going to buy up property to build Walmarts, Whole Foods, Walgreens, CVS. And they're not building them in the communities. Kids understand that in their mind, I can hit the corner store or the bodega, whatever you want to call it. And I can go to school. I can go there in the morning, get a little breakfast. You know, some will get that 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 sandwich, you know, that egg and cheese or that bacon, egg and cheese sandwich or a nice Spanish breakfast. I've seen some of my students last year walking into school with the nice little styrofoam containers and they're grubbing on their on their food <clears throat> and I'm, there's nothing wrong with that but it's not complete it's not a complete food desert it's more of a food oasis in the fact that it's it's there it's not much but it creates a means of survival. Now, the, the, the uh, neighborhood I did work in last year, up the street, not even a mile, not even a mile, I say about, give or take, 2,000 steps. You can go to, they have a supermarket there. And they have a lot of food, American food, and, you know, ethnic foods, too. So, it's not a food desert, but in other areas, it's a food desert. And that's also something that needs to be taught to the students, is when they hear these phrases, that they understand food desert means there is a, uh, that that's food outside of their community, that they will never truthfully be able to get to unless they take a bus, an Uber, because if you got to go five minutes outside of your community to get to a Walmart, to get to a, uh, some of us can shop at Whole Foods, some of us can't because it's a little too pricey. We are on a budget like we have here in Rhode Island, because I'm going to send this out to those who don't live in the state. We have a place called Stop and Shop. It's a nice little, it's a supermarket. Well, there's a place called Shaw's. So for me, Stop and Shop is actually in my community it's right literally in my community so it's not there's no food desert there's a walmart down the street so you get where i'm coming from in in some cases you live in the hood but there's no food desert but other places the bigger the city the more vast and, and it's well, not even vast it's the, it's hmm food is not easily accessible the food that you need to actually survive that's going to keep you healthy So <clears throat> the kids become more and more educated when you have a teacher who's telling them the real deal. There's a guy that I know. I'm not going to name him, but when I first met him, I, I knew off the back, right off the rip, that this man's going to be not just a good teacher, but now he's an administrator. And he's going to be the, one of the best ones. You know why? Because <clears throat> I sat in this class one day because I was bored and kids weren't coming into the nurse's office. They were just like, whatever. So I sat in this class one day and I watched him teach and he told the kid, put, put your Chromebooks away. Uh, I'm going to teach you something else. He started talking to him about the importance of real estate. And why it's not just buying a house or getting a building. 
you want to own the land. So that way you can control who does what with the money. Well, who does what with the property if, if, if you rent it out. But when you rent it out or you decide to tear down the current building and build a new one and that, that's going to give the community something that's viable. So, teaching the kids is important because now the kids, is, the kids have access to social media. So, they're seeing people saying, I'm not, I'm not sending out condolences to a colonizer. And the kids know what that word is too, by the way. You know, I'm not saying they're dumb, but they do start to pick up like a colonizer. Oh, shit, that's a Karen. That's a Becky. You know what I'm saying? That's, oh, hold up. Let me correct that. That's a Jim and that's a Bob. And there's Karen and Becky. And the kids are starting to understand voter rights. And they're even looking back as far as understanding that black people, melanated people, that's us, and especially the women, had more rights to vote. They actually voted before white women could vote. And the reason why, and they're also, and, and some kids, like, they'll ask me, Mr., like, I can't, like, I talk to them. And they're like, Mr., what, like, what, what do you think about this, that, and the third? And I'll tell them, I, you know, I, I explained to some kids one day, I said, the reason why you have these, these movements, a feminist, a feminist movement, is because it started with white women. And one kid was like, well, why, why, why are black women in it? I said, oh, oh, let me educate you. So the conversation was, it had to be brief because lunchtime is only like 30, like 30 minutes or less. So that being said, I explained to them that the reason why these movements started is because white women didn't have a place in the workplace their only leverage was their husband's last name. So they had to go out and make a name for themselves. So they, so they started a movement. But the movement wasn't going anywhere because at the time that the movement started, there was a, a lot of civil unrest and a lot of... Uh, A lot of civil unrest and a lot of racism. So they said, we got to get this thing moving. How do we do it? Somebody had the right idea. Get the black women in it. And the black women that joined it, they thought this would be a great thing for black women. And the thing, that, the best thing that for black women was the Black Panther Party. And all the other parties that were associated, well, not necessarily associated, but that were around at that time. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but you know. And um, <clears throat> so we saw our sisters get pushed out. And I explained to them that at this time, welfare was no longer a white person thing. And the kids were like, what? I'm like, you see, you're so conditioned to see and think that welfare is only for melanated people. And one student said, why do you keep saying melanated? I said, because here's the thing. I said, well, ask the kid, what's your nationality? And this is the part of what I'm talking about. The whole ment, ment it's not just mental health. It's how f mentally mind-fucked people are. And it starts at a young age. Because ignorance begets ig ignorance. So I explained, I said, you know, I asked, I said, what's, what's your, you know, where are you from? What, you know, what's your nationality? And the kid said, I'm Dominican. And he was proud. In other words, I'm Puerto Rican. She was proud. I said, but hey, let me ask y'all a question. I said, if I put water, uh, two, three drops of water on your head, I said, is it going to flatten out? Or is it going to get nappy? And the young kid, the young man was like, yeah, my, he said, my joint's going to get nappy. I said, and why do you think that is? 
and he kind of looked at me and he knew where I was going. And he said, I, okay. So, but he was like, what's melanin? It's just the thing that makes you, you know, your skin tone. Oh, okay. But anyway, I had to jump right back into the convo and I was explaining to them all this about the movements and how it got black women and Hispanic women. And it said, because they use welfare to get the man out of the home. I said, because they did that. Now they became open season for these Beckys and Karens to come in and infiltrate the home and misinform the children. Now, usually the older kids were hip. They knew, like, nah, I ain't falling for the okie doke. Because I know what Miss Karen's over here for. She's over here awfully late. Hear a lot of giggling. Then it gets quiet for about a good hour or two. And then I hear the bedroom door open and it's a lot of whispering. And then you hear what I think is kissing. Oh, mom, no. Now, before you all jump down my throat, I'm not against I'm not against anyone who happens to be gay, lesbian, bi, trans, whatever. Queer, I don't know. All, it's too many letters to keep up with. But that's how it started. It was an infiltration. A flat out infiltration of our of our homes. The welfare system took the man out the home. Not just that too. Now the government funding was becoming not scarce, but they were just basically, this is the money you get, and you're gonna deal with the less the lesser or the, the, the not so good materials, the less the lesser of the quality books schools supplies will be limited so you're going to have to make do with what you have that in turn puts a strain on the kid mentally because now the kid's saying over he's sitting over there looking for a hero he or she's looking for that for that hero to come rescue him and they realize a hero ain't nothing but a sandwich it ain't nothing that you can hang your hat on it's just a sandwich so so everybody's all, you know, jumping up and down like, you know, like about we want diversity. We want diversity. But like I said in the beginning of this, when you get diversity, you're getting people who are going to uplift not just themselves mentally, but the students. The teachers' mental health improves knowing that, hey, all right, I might have had a couple of knuckleheads in my class. But there's other kids who, yep, they're young, they're goofing around. But when it came down to learning and they took the lesson, it sticks with them. The kids, the kid takes the lesson and remembers it. They might not, they might forget it for a short time, but they'll come back to it because there's a situation that they're in that they can say, oh, I remember Miss Such and Such or Mr. Such and Such was telling me about this. Bet I can write a paper on this. That in turn affects the kid mentally in a positive way because now he's he or she's feeling like ah, I've accomplished something or I'm about to accomplish something so I feel good and that's something that we have to start doing more of we got to start promoting mental health in our children we have to do that we can't just sit by idly and I and just be happy with the lack of education, the lack of mental health, the lack of resources. We're not, there's some of us who are educated enough to be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go out here and do this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to educate and uplift my entire community. When you start showing a kid that you care for their well-being, you begin to see their mental health improve. You begin to see their outlook on life become better. It starts to become like this thing with them like, yo, I know I know what I want to do. I, I know I want to help people. But they're realistic like I know it, it might take a little bit of money or I can find out how, how to get a grant. This is how you educate. I just told a student yesterday, 
He's a young guy. He's into graphic arts and drafting and all that stuff. So I was rapping with him. I said, you know, the objectivity is, you know, when you're done, you want to have a career, not just a job. And he was like, oh, but aren't you working if you got a job? I said, yeah. I said, but a career is something that you can, like, you can find an avenue, another lane within that career that you can specialize in that nobody else is that nobody else is actually doing at that time which will allow you to set up your own business and he was like oh alright I feel you mister he's like damn I you know he, he dapped me up and said yo thanks for that I, I need you know I needed to hear that but to see his eyes light up and that smile like this dude's actually a pretty good dude he's making sure we straight He's making sure we as students, not just students, forget the title of student, but as a human being, it is good. Because now you're breaking the overall ad, uh, algorithm of life. You feel me? We talk about the algorithm on social media. You think about social media would crash if we all just said, fuck it. The human algorithm will change when we go back to going outside. Sitting out on on our uh, on our stoops, having a conversations that mean something. I just witnessed something Saturday night at a concert. Went to uh, my older brother and I. Well, not my oldest, but my old, my my other brother who's older than I am, Andre. <laughs> he and I went to the um, <clears throat> New York State of Mind tour. There was a point in the tour where. Buster, Buster Rhymes said, you know, we've been friends for 30 years. And as he was going on, he said, you look at how hip hop brought everybody together. RZA followed that up by saying the same thing, but he broke it down to black, white, yellow, green, red, whatever. Whatever color you are, whatever your status, whatever it is you claim to be in this world, hip-hop brought us together. We are friends. And you look around the crowd and you see how diverse the crowd was amongst men and women, race, creed, color. And it was, and everybody, hey, well, how you doing? People, walk, you know, people, people weren't fighting. Everybody was in a mellow mood, not just because the air was filled with, with that, with that cess. But it was the, the the arena was packed and it was filled with respect, a love for hip hop, and even at one point RZA broke it down to going to church. It was like you know, look at your neighbor and say thank you, or something to that effect, and people did it. So when you have men who are just like yo, you know what? We're black men. We're performing music that everybody has listened to for thirty years, right? You think about this. You think about. Buster Rhymes, Nas, and Wu-Tang. They've entertained you, and Wu-Tang and Nas educated you. I want to go back to something that was heartwarming, and I remember when this was posted, was Buster Rhymes kissing his son on the forehead as they stood in his son's dorm room, because his son's in college. Now, whether it be true or not, but the fact that they showed a black man with his son. It was the kiss of, I love you, and I'm glad that you're here. Now go out and kick some ass and go get that education. So, everybody's out there, you know, queen worshiping. You need to worship your sons, your daughters, your mothers. If your father's still alive and he was a big part of your life, go so go pay pay respects, pay your homage to these folks. If you have a woman in your life, whether it be your wife, your girlfriend, ladies, if you got a husband or a girlfriend or a wife, I'm just keeping it real. I know people ain't gonna like it. I'm not pushing it in an agenda. I'm not pushing a agenda. I'm just keeping it keeping it real because I don't want to offend. I, I will offend most folks, but I'm not trying to offend everybody else. <laughs> Sounds silly, but it's just the truth. But um, worship them. Show how much. Show them how much you love them. Just don't tell them. Show them how much you love them.
I understand disrespect is disrespect is never forgotten. But the simple fact of the matter is that you're you're holding this against this person means they got you under lock and key mentally. See, that's education right there. You're learning. Because some of you haven't learned the lesson or you're still learning the lesson and still getting your ass kicked by the lesson. To all the folks out there who have a rep, who have a street name, some type of credibi credibility in the street, use it wisely. Use it to your advantage. Use it to the community's advantage. Start branching out and stop acting like you can't shake a, another man's hand with that. I don't even know any. I don't respect them. That is in turn why the village burns down every time. Because it's usually by a child who's neglected, never loved, treated like they were less than, or it's the adults who refuse to change and tell their kids, fuck that bitch or fuck your daddy. That nigga ain't shit. So you got a kid walking around with the same ugly, bitter, bare face as you. Bitter, bare face? Yeah. <laughs> so you got to see it from two sides of the coin. Either you're going to uplift and educate and help, help everybody out mentally, spiritually, physically, economically. Or you're going to just keep them stuck where they are. So that way you can look like you're the smartest man or woman in the room. But eventually that gets played and you're the only one in the room. So you're only edifying yourself when you speak. Just like a pastor who speaks in tongues but doesn't translate. You putting on the show. You sounding like Busta Rhymes speed rhyming. The state of mind should be all right. We need to change the human algorithm. I said this a few minutes ago. When you start to change that whole way of thinking, the whole way you view the world, and showing the people who are still semi-sleeping or fully asleep the dichotomy between them and us, There comes a time where we have to just stop the bullshit and stop hating on one another. Start reaching out and settling differences. You may not be able to settle them totally, but if the goal is to say, look, Yurima is over there. He's got land. Instead of asking how to get a plot of land of your own, say, how can we help build up this piece of land that you have, this property? How can we build it up to have our own? Then you move over to get the next piece of land. But if somebody else got it, but they see what you're doing and saying, hey, I'm, I understand you're doing this for your people. But hey, look, I got an idea where everybody can eat, but do it peacefully. And also keep it so that way those who don't know their own history can learn their history without it becoming there without it being known as his story as a lot of people like to say the reason why we have the reason why a lot of our kids are really just straight up mentally fucked is because they were shown so many lies that now when they get a little bit of the truth they they're like oh my god like what, what why didn't you tell me this before well because mom sat you down in front of the tv dad wants to play video games with you and I understand it's that it's what he it's about your world. But you if you want us to be a part of your world, okay, we accept you for who you are. And that's even adults too. But once you let us enter your atmosphere and we want to set down on your planet. We need to educate one another and be and be happy. That we're learning about one another. You might not like every aspect. 
but get to see where the next man and woman's coming from to understand them before you open your mouth and speak. That goes a long way for mental health as well, because that person doesn't feel like they're not respected or understood or not loved, admired and cherished. My people, that's my time. I love you. I love you all who actually take the time to listen to it, not just hit, not just double tap and love and hit the hit the like button. Listen to it. Please give me some feedback. If you really and also if you have if you can donate a couple of dollars, I don't need a thousand dollar donation. Can you just donate a few dollars that it goes a long way because it also gives me, you know, allows me to buy better equipment and do more. I really appreciate you all. Those who come on to the live, I really appreciate that, too. It's really it's a really beneficial thing for everybody, you know, because. Once again, we have a topic that we can discuss and talk about that everybody deals with. People may have an opinion on, oh, I feel like the queen this, or I feel like, uh, you know, this, you know, the, the, you know, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock or Chris Rock making a bad, another bad joke. You know, people can talk about that. Or talking about, hey. There's a new, there's a better way to educate your child. In fact, you know, you might want to homeschool something to that, to that, that degree. So that, but I'm not going to hold you too much longer. I need to get something to eat and, um, and jump in the shower. But my good people, I thank you once again, really appreciate each and every single one of you who actually take the time to listen to these, to these lives. And, um, if you have any ideas, you can, uh, Especially if you especially if you follow me on Instagram, you can always DM me on any of my pages and we can definitely uh table the discussion that you may that you may have. Alright. So um have a good day and uh talk to y'all later. And once again, thank you for your love and support. It really means the world to me. Thank you.